Terrorists capture a diplomat's son. And they would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for those showgirls. This is Stinker Madness with Hell Squad. Welcome again to Sneaker Madness. We have got a very special guest in a very special movie. Carl is with us. Carl has delivered us a gift of Hell Squad. Thanks, Carl. You're welcome. How are, how are you, Carl? <laughs> was your... I, I'm about as fine as one can be after having watched Hell Squad. How many times have you seen Hell Squad? Uh, you know, maybe... Ten times Jesus. by now. <laughs> I, I, I am always finding... I mean, it, it, it's always been like... In my in our particular group, it was the shitty movie I found first. Right. So I'm always running into people who haven't heard of this movie for good reason. Because it's, <laughs> you know... You mean you watch it and you realize, well, oh, well... Yeah, that's why nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And, uh. Well, good work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that you found this. Where did, did you like, you said you rented it the first time you saw it. Was it like a, like a VHS rental or? Yeah, VHS rental. I was uh, living in Pocatello at the time back in uh, the 90s. Uh huh. And, um, I had a friend who was working at that video rental store and he actually got really pissed at me because I was renting this. And that's because this rental store had this thing where like, um, after a year of nobody renting a movie, they would sell it, you know? And because I rented this movie, it was going back on the shelves for another year. <laughs> you totally so, dicked him over. So, um, I was counting the days. He's got check marks on his calendar. Yeah, he was just like complaining. Going, we got James Bond movies that nobody rents that's going into the to sell pile. And now I'm going to have this shitty movie up on the shelf. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, you know, what could I do? But one year later, I went over to that store and rented it again. <laughs> That's awesome. Did it, did it have cover art or was it just one of those plastic holders? Yeah, it had a, it had cover art. Um, and the cover art is kind of, it, it had the Hell Squad logo. I wish I brought my VHS tape so you could see how, what the classic Hell Squad tape looks like. Uh-huh. Because, uh, what you see on the DVD is some really weird night, like, uh, generic, like, right. you know. Looks like kind of like a mid nineties action, lady action cover. Yeah. You know, that's just something they, Threw on that has nothing to do with the. Uh, yeah, it's very misleading. Yeah, was it the painted one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. so it's like kind of beige around the corners, and then there's an inset painting of like four of them. No, with the berets. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that that's the, the, VHS the, VH, cover? that's the VHS. That's the VHS. Yeah, that's yeah. a VHS yeah. cover. Yeah, the DVD is is just a lady in a cheetah bikini holding a gun. It's not yeah. even in the movie. It's not even in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very generic. <laughs> and so. just in case the listeners are wondering. Me and Sam are here, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam and Jackie are here. Again. The original movie poster had the tiger on it. It was black and white, 
and it had Don Glutt's name spelled with two T's <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> that seems that seems indicative of this film, like yeah. the uh, the level of of professionalism involved. Or maybe Don Glutt asked to not have his name used; they just added a T. Yeah. Or, or what communication happens after he gets stiffed on the screen? No one will make the connection that it's Dan Glutt. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm glad that they showcased the tiger because, you know, that was one of the better scenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I... I one of my favorite ones. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to... <laughs> tiger we'll get scene. To that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the production values in this film are quite poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it, did you guys ever uh, delve into any of those, like, mid-80s booby comedies that weren't, like, the Porkies or the, the, the Revenge of the Nerds, but they were, like, the B versions, like, Hots or Hollywood Hot Tubs or... Yeah, or any of the... It was, like, on USA Up All Night, they'd lead off with a couple that you'd heard of, and then the third one was one of these. Yeah, probably, like, Hell Squad. It's, it's got that very similar taste to it. It's not... It's not... It, it's not themed like, like, uh... It's kind of the same plot idea as, like, Mega Force, but action isn't the primary focus of this film. You are not... <laughs> There's a primary point. focus? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think it's the comedy. I, I think I think the, the oh. main... The main... What comedy? <laughs> ...idea that they're trying to portray is that the, it's a funny film. Is it? <laughs> I think so. There's jokes aplenty. The girls are telling jokes. There's boat uh. jokes. The girl can't fit a gun to her chest because she's so chesty. Yeah. And, uh... What's supposed to be on her shoulder? That's the thing I didn't like about, like... So she's got boobs on her shoulder. <laughs> it's a it's it's a very schizophrenic f- film for mm-hmm, sure because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's got just barely enough people shooting at each other that you think okay it's a failed action movie. Uh-huh. It's also got just barely enough uh, jokes that are supposed to be funny that <laughs> aren't funny that you're like oh it's a failed comedy and it's got just enough nudity. But they, they didn't pay for a lot of it. That you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of a cheapo, you know, Skinamax. Yeah, it's a you failed know. booby movie. It's a failed booby movie. So um, I don't even know if I'd call this a booby movie. It had a set of boobs in it. There yeah. was two sets. Yeah, two sets. They, yeah, most of the one women, of them got used a lot. They didn't want to pay the topless bonus. That's I can only assume that there were topless bonuses going Probably. on. Probably. And but the know. the actresses seem like they're strippers. Like, they're not real actresses. When I was on the IMDb for this, towards the bottom of the list for the big pile of extras for the training sequence, Mm -hmm. there were names that just seemed like they were stripper names. Bambi and Trixie. No, it was just like, it was one name, basically. What do you mean? They didn't have a last name, and the first name wasn't a person that it's human has. So it's just like the movie. Pretty much. It's stranger than fiction, or truth is stranger than yeah. Fiction. It's just as strange as it's, fiction. The fiction is in the the lies are in the truth. So their their movie names aren't their actual names, are they? No, I don't think so. All right, all right. D- did you uh, find out anything about Bainbridge Scott? Not really. I want. I mean, the name sounds familiar. She's in three other movies. Man Killers is one of them. Okay, did we just watched Man. We Killers? just watched Man Killers. We didn't recognize her from being in the movie, and we just watched that like not very long. But you ago. don't know which one she is. I thought she was the lead. Jan? Yeah. Uh, well, you guys discuss. Discuss. And I will and we, see we what just I can watched, find. man, because the uh, last nope. edition of this show was uh, the Danton, Deadly Prey, and we watched uh, his previous film, Man Killers, right before that, not for the show, just for amusement. And yeah. I, it's like I couldn't place her as being the same actress. 
No, Bambridge, yeah, Bambridge Scott is Jen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this she movie. Is. Yeah. She is. Um, but what is she in Man Killers? She's oh, an actress, or her character name is Christine Rollins, who is not any of the top billers. Um, which was in 86 as well. Yeah. So she was in two Lady Commandos, which, uh, Man Killers is like the dirty dozen mm-hmm. of, they get him out of prison. But other than that, it sort of moves along about the same. It's not as much fun. Like, Man Killers was kind of boring. This is way better. Oh, absolutely. Much, much more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that she was, was the same person or well, from that movie. She was in the movie, yeah. Right. The reason why I bring her up is because, um, I, I feel like she's the only one who, I mean, she's not great by right. any means, right. but she's the only one who brings the closest thing you get to, like, somebody trying to sell the part, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else feels like they're either overacting, they're walking over everybody else's cues, they're forgetting their lines, they're just like, you know... And the camera just keeps churning because they're just trying to, like... It's it's very much like a churned-out movie. Yes. You know, it's a... Uh, and I, I think she did a good enough job that she probably could have done more budget movies. What she feels like to me, and I don't know, I'm just guessing, is that, you know, you had Playboy and Penthouse, and then there was this just, like, sort of cavalcade of other stag magazines. Mm-hmm. One of them, Stag, mm-hmm. Gallery, We, in the 70s and 80s. And she feels like... One of the sort of mainstays of one of those, uh, B-list porno magazines. Like, yeah. she was the face of maybe Gallery Magazine. Or right. Something could like be. That. Could be. Maybe. She's got the 80s fake boobs too, with the, with the tan lines. And those always throw me off. The, the bikini tan lines on the 80s fake boobs, just the LA woman mm-hmm. look. It always just throws me off, and it just looks weird to me. But she did all right. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with her. It's hard to I could tell. Have had more by comparison. She's amazing, but yeah. right. Is she any good? The others are so bad. <laughs> this whole movie is really, really bad. I from was production standpoint. The, like at the first line that's delivered, I was like, "Ed Wood was alive in 1986." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we just get into that? Because yeah. I am... I, well, I We're going to start... I think we have to start this yeah, episode with our questions segment, because I think the primary question is, what? Yeah. Well, what I, my is other the beginning? Would ruin where we're going. What so I is the ask. beginning of the film? Because it starts out with... with, with, with yeah, that doesn't footage, make any sense. One of the, um, the New Mexico uh, nuclear test explosions that you've seen a thousand times. Yeah. Well, and for, then the Geiger counter people looking around for remnants of horse or something. There was a horse that they tied up during the the nuke yeah. test that got exploded. And the, what are those people doing? And yeah. knocked him off of his hooves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so where's the rest of him? I don't know. There's That's the thing. The neutron bomb there. makes like living things disappear, uh-huh. and does no other damage to that. The yeah, it said, he said, it kills yeah. everything, but doesn't singe a, a newspaper. Fine and good. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. In fact, this thing sort of snowballs into the kidnapping so fast that I completely forgot about that part of the movie where it doesn't have... they like The father and the son have an argument about... Mm-hmm. The ethics of the neutron bomb, but right. it doesn't really play a part in the plot of the movie whatsoever. Well, that's what the terrorists want. 
is the, the terrorists want some piece of the new they, they they what they specifically ask for is the second phase rocket fuel or whatever for the I don't know how they got the rest of it yeah but the actual deadly parts uh, yeah that, that, the important part that, that's all they really want and um, their plan and their plan to get this is to kidnap some lowly diplomat's son from some lowly diplomat and pretend that uh, the U.S. would give a fuck. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> so, True. Uh, quite. So, so the, that's the beginning. That's the okay. setup for the movie. Okay. okay. So I have another question. No, I'll save that question for the end. Um, well, okay, that's that's very helpful because the whole time I was like, "What's with the explosion intro?" Because it seems like it's just a kidnapping plot. The whole plot of the movie is just a simple kidnapping and rescue movie, but apparently it's a little deeper than yeah. I was uh, understanding. So I'm familiar with Carl's process that it, he went through to figure out the plot to Megaforce, which involved wine. How many bottles of wine did you have to drink to figure this one out? Um, you know, the thing about Megaforce, it's a very colorful movie. That's why it had to be wine. Ah. Here's Hell Squad was a beer movie. Oh, was it? Um, it was definitely a beer movie. I, I didn't, I don't think I had to drink a lot though. <laughs> uh, maybe I had to drink a lot to keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, is this one of those things where you're one eyeing it at the end? Yeah. You're like, oh, is that a cameraman in the shot? Did I really just see what I saw, or was I just shit faced? Yeah, I better watch this thing again. <laughs> back to back it, and then drink twice as much beer. And then the next day, when you wake up and you're just hideously hungover, pop it back in. Still <laughs> fucking confused. Yeah. <laughs> so I get okay. So the next thing we get is the son is pissed off at the dad, and yeah. so he storms out of his office and gets in his his limo with with uh, Tom Selleck driving it. Yeah, and he's gonna use his name, Justin, and his influence, and he's gonna go to the states and do something. But he doesn't say what the hell he's gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> he's gonna go. He's a you know he's a. Uh, dignitary son, so he's gonna go meet up with his best friend who's a senator, they're gonna do cocaine, and they're gonna fucking fix the world problems until they wake up next to a dead hooker. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. Never mind what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's there's a real disconnect. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like I said, why would the U.S. even... Give care, a, care. Why would anybody? Why would anybody care? When has a diplomat's son ever had celebrity uh... You know, <laughs> notoriety. He's got. Yeah, can anybody even name a diplomat at this point? I can't. No. Ted. Angelina Jolie. She's the United Nations oh, diplomat. I don't want to bring her in. Well, technically. Jimmy Carter, if they need somebody to be, he's not like a full time, but if they need somebody, they send in Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, he's an ex president. Yeah. You know of him from that mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. He's not just like some emissary and we're like, who the hell's the emissary for whatever? Carajan? Is that what he's the. Did they kidnap yeah. the diplomat's son for the country yes, that uh, they live in? Yeah. Carajan? I, I would expect so, since. Uh, I can't imagine these terrorists having enough money to fly to another country because they're, you know... They spent all their money on a tiger. Yeah, they got a really small operation, it looks like. Yeah. They sent one car after them. Yeah, oh boy. Boy, did they send a car. Mm -hmm. That's the very next thing you get is, is diplomats. Do we know what this kid's name is? Is it Mark or something like that? (laughs) Are their last names Stuart? 
Jack. No, no, his Mark name is, is his Mark name is, is Jack. Yeah. The kid's the diplomat's son is Jack. Jack. Yeah. Mark is the di- Mark is the actual diplomat, and then I think Jim is his assistant. Okay. We'll get to Jim in a little bit. Yeah. Because he's the fucking asshole in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> well, Jack is uh, in the limo driving back to the United States, apparently, and uh, some Arabs give chase. They're just parked on the side of the road in an American station wagon, I might add. Yeah. Um, Four-door sedan. They give chase. It's a very high-speed chase. About what chase six... were you watching? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six, six to ten well, miles per hour. They, were, yeah, they started out at 35 when they were on the highway, but when they got into the dirt, it slowed down considerably. <laughs> yeah, very... evasive move yeah. into the, the dirt. dirt. That's Get how you me escape. the hell out of here. Okay, let's go slower. <laughs> Get off the highway onto a dirt path. It's like a goat path more than it is a old road of anything. And this chase is actually a great warning for what the movie's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. because, um, because it takes something that other movies at least manage to inject a certain amount of excitement and uh, whatever <laughs> into and slows it down and does it so incompetently that it becomes... Uh, basically an action in action movie. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, you, you wait for something to happen and what does finally happen is completely underwhelming. <laughs> uh, they, they stop the car. The Tom Selleck looks like jumps out, gets shot. He doesn't they, even, he doesn't even take cover or anything. He no. just pulls out his gun and all the guys it, have automatic. He went the wrong way about it too because he pulls out his gun after he gets out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get out of the car with the gun ready, dickhead. <laughs> or just stay in the car and shoot yeah. from the door. Don't stop. Oh, they cut you off. Yeah. There's only one car and you're in another car. Back it up. It seemed like he got jostled a little. Like the road was bumpy and he maybe bonked his head because he yeah. just kind of stops mm-hmm. for no reason. So he gets shot. That was the other thing. Yeah, like they get cut off by the green dodge. He stopped before it actually cut them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he was jostled. So they, uh, they, the Jack kid comes out, he yep. puts up a fight, an admiral, yeah. admiral effort, punches some guys. Lots of uh, foily sounds, is that what, what the word is? Foley? When they, oh, uh, foley, yeah. Foley. yeah. yeah. Where, with uh, punching sounds that aren't really accompanied with him punching anybody, but no. whatever. <laughs> Misaligned. <laughs> um, uh, you know, knocks one terrorist down, the other's... Shove him in the trunk and movies on its way. But it does take all four of them yeah. to shove yeah. him in the trunk. So and you he's... know that the guy that got punched out is going to get the business at the card table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, why did we hire you? <laughs> One thing, when you're kidnapping a guy, don't get punched out by him. Indeed. No. Probably just left his ass there. <laughs> I, I didn't see him get in the car. Yeah. You don't need him. Yeah, and the one guy that brought that him in felt bad about it. He <laughs> went to bat for Pete, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't deliver. And I, but he's my friend, and I feel bad that we left him in the desert. Yeah. Well, they, he had the other car there. He probably just drove himself to Burger King, ordered like three large meals, and sat there and ate and cried himself into an oblivion. It was a limo. There was probably some champagne back mm-hmm. there and some smooth jams, and he just got fucked up and. Yeah, woke I, up out there the next day. I was like, I should drive this into town. My life has changed for the better. Yeah. <laughs> or just started like driving that for a living. Yeah, he's a new limo like, driver. Yeah, <laughs> just pops those American flags you know, off. I hear there's a diplomat that's hiring a limo driver. Right? <laughs> I know there is. <laughs> just grab the guy's Detroit cap. Yeah, nobody's any the wiser. Yeah, trim up your mustache a little, and you're set. You might as well because the terrorists 
are clearly not Arabic <laughs> at all. No. Their accents are very West Hollywood. Oh, and boy. the setting is clearly not in the Middle no. East. No. no. It's in the not, Mojave Desert. It's, yeah. It's all this damn sagebrush everywhere. I'm like, pretty sure that's not how it is out there. <laughs> and it's in the muddiest part mm-hmm. of the, uh, you know, they, this is like the muddiest desert nation ever. You know? uh, <laughs> it rains once a year there. They were filming during that week. Yeah, I just... There's some shots with I noticed that in the in the distance when they're training or on missions that had power lines in them, cars driving just down the road. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good set location. Yeah. Get the opening credits right here. Those yeah. are pretty sweet. Oh my yeah. god, and, we're only at the opening credits. Yeah. And yeah. the music that we get to get. The music through the whole movie I really enjoyed. Oh yeah. Me too. It's almost like the A team or something. Yeah. yeah. It's cheesy and it's repetitive. But it's fun. And it was yeah. actual music rather it, than just like, you mm-hmm. know, a drum machine. Yeah. yeah. So. It's the, it's the poor man's Delta Force theme. Yeah. The yeah. Poor man's, yeah. you know. With, with a hint of Benny Hill in it. Just yeah. a tiny bit of. The movie could have used a lot more than a hint of that. <laughs> it, it felt like some scenes were trying for that level of comedy. There's sure. plenty of grab ass in it, though. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> the movie should have been called Grab Ass. <laughs> Uh, so they take Jack to a torture dungeon that's, mm-hmm. like, from the Middle Ages, you know, one of those, you just get hung up on the wall yeah. by your hands, and then you get to hang out there. That's yeah. your, your, you don't even get a room, and you're not strapped to a chair, you just get to hang out on the wall. Which I have heard will kill you. If you are one of those guys, that's why they did that, is it's not torture, it's a torturous death. Ah. It's not like where we, we keep the kidnapped ease. You put them against the wall and hang them by... It's it's like getting crucified. Your guts rip you... Slowly, gravity rips you apart. Yeah. Slowly. It's very you dehydrate. I mean, you only got two days before you're going to dehydrate. Yeah, yeah. well, they throw some water on him. Yeah. Well, I don't think and that some helps. dried beans. Yeah, <laughs> dried beans. They were required to by the Geneva Convention. Convention. And terrorists yes. always <laughs> obey the Geneva Convention. Even though everything they've done up until that point is in violation of the Geneva Convention. Today, we have decided... We found this thing in the desk. <laughs> Apparently, we have not been playing by the rules. So, we're going to start. Put on my windshield. And we're just going to treat every act before this like we were grandfathered in on it. <laughs> but today, you're getting a nice cup of water. Exactly. There's also Neither. some guy there. Yeah, a guy. Wall. In brown slacks. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh,. See the another guy playing the part of the cadaver, basically. Is he yeah. another diplomat's son? Was he? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Is he Plan A and Jack is Plan B. I don't know. I, th- I like that theory. Yeah. And I think we should go with that because. Uh, <laughs> but let's go to the real, real implausible plot. As implausible as what the terrorists are doing. Which is basically kidnapping a son and demanding nuclear weapons mm-hmm. for it, which seems kind of like a loser. Bad, bad trade. Ba- right. Yeah, bad trade. It it's seems like it, it seems like um, kind of like a far, you know, like far fetched plan to begin with. Like they weren't thinking this through. As much as they weren't thinking this through, when you go to the diplomat and his assistant Jim, and what Jim comes up with to get the diplomat's son back. Is even stupider. It's who is Jim and who hired him? Because his concept of getting shit done is epically 
not going to ever do no. anybody any yeah. good. And I would like to, you know, pose a theory that he was actually hired by Anne. Ooh, or Andy. Well, we don't want to go, but we'll give it away yet. But mm, I think uh-huh. that he was, because he's the assistant, mm-hmm. but Anne has obviously been there for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. That maybe she was, you know, he was an Anne selection, which, you know, wasn't going to work out. Could later. be. Could yeah, be. and you know, I don't know any assistants that set up hits. Like, yeah. not a one. It's like, they're there to get you coffee. Yeah. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're on time. Get your limo driver's ass down there mm-hmm. by the front door. They're not there to be like, I know some strippers. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe they do that part, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, my theory is. That's his job. He knows some strippers. <laughs> right, and So right. he doesn't. Get the strippers. He's got to play it in his wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing he's ever done is get the strippers. So that's his number one plan. I'm putting you in charge. Yeah. Well, I got to get the strippers in. Yeah. Je- yeah. Uh, obviously, Mark and Jim are old college buddies. Mark think. goes on to like a life of semi-quasi-success as a diplomat of some country we've never heard of. Uh, Jim probably couldn't hold down a job at Walmart. So Mark takes pity on his friend, hires him into his office, try to tries to make Jim his to-do guy. And so when this goes on, uh, Jim claims, I've got a plan to get your son back. He flies to Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, he hooks up with an ex-girlfriend who's not... Jan. Jan, who's not pleased to see him mm-hmm. because he's a dickhead. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and he says, introduce me to the girls who work for you. We're going to train them as commandos. Do they work for her? Yeah, she's... I think or are like, they just there? I, I, I kind of get the impression because, like, if you listen to the conversation she's having with a bartender, mm-hmm. like, something like, yeah, your girls are blah, 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 and they're really kidding those high kicks tonight. And there like, is cut shots of, of the showgirls kind yeah. of doing something. They're at least in their showgirls attire. She's yeah. at least the choreographer. Maybe. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah, maybe not necessarily their boss, but maybe, like, their manager or whatever, and, you know... And she at least has some type of like weird training before. Does she? I, it doesn't really come up other than that she kicks the shit out of. She passes the test. She's wearing a headband. Oh, but everybody's wearing, everybody a, headband. wearing a headband in the future. Yeah. Well, like uh, he's six for some reason because again, remember Jim's a dickhead. Uh-huh. Yes. He uh, decides to see if she's still got it, whatever that means, mm-hmm. and six <laughs> his two goons on her. She uh, kicks their ass with like what we. I'm going to call vague foo. I did not make up that term, by the way. I stole it from somebody else who reviewed this movie. Um, I, I wrote down Jan foo. I wrote down <laughs> Jan foo as well. And, uh, you know, uh, and he goes like, oh, you obviously still have it. Let's train your other girls to be the same level of commando whatever that you are. Which right. is a level that lands you a job training girls to dance in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, then I'll, yeah, and then obviously he's going to train them, then send them to go rescue the sun, which is, as as as, as unfeasible as the terrorist plot was, this is worse. Because first, it's going to take a long time to train anybody to be a commando. Uh-huh, right, years. Yeah, and... Uh, They've got weeks, ten days. Mm. They, they say they're going to do it in ten days. They use the, um, and I hope I'm not shooting past plot points you guys want to talk about, but they use the shittiest obstacle course in (laughs) history. I I, uh, made sure that I watched this with a friend who just got out of the military because um, I wanted to piss him off, you know, like with the scene. Yeah, right. So is this what it was like? 
Yeah, so is this... Is this it, like boot camp? Was, it, was this what you had to do? Is that <laughs> is that obstacle course with the tires and the one wall? Is that is Was that it? Is this can, can, can I go out and be a commando now? Well, I want to talk about their pay. Yeah. yeah. Because first off, he doesn't even tell them the plan. Or yeah. I'm not even sure that there is a plan at this no. point. Yeah, I think he's still on like... phase one. Get strippers. Yeah, yeah. he kind of seems like that creepy dude that's like, hey, I've got some candy in my van... If you get in the van, I'll give you some candy. Yeah. He's totally taking advantage of his friend Mark. He's living out his fantasy of surrounding himself with showgirl mm-hmm. commandos. Right, right. He, he doesn't really give a shit about uh, Jack. Really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you? No. I, you know, he's like, I, I finally, this is my one chance. I'm going to go to Vegas, hire a bunch of strippers, showgirls, make them into commandos, and then live the high life. <laughs> Yeah. You also... <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm, I can know if you go ahead. I, uh, you get the impression that Jack's life, because when they narrow it down, and I won't go exactly, but about $200,000 is what Jack is worth. A year? Or no, together? No, this, like, Completely. Right, like he, the terrorists want to trade him for the greatest weapon on Earth, uh-huh. and his father wants to spend around $200,000 to get him back. Well, the girls each get paid $25,000 if they come back. Yes. Yeah. Each. And then $500 a week for their training. Yeah. Which is only 10 days, so they only each get the $500. The nine it's under $250. Well, how many? The whole thing. Yeah. I think under $250. Well, no, because there's nine girls that it's come back. It's 225 It's 225 plus $500 a week for all of them. Well, for $750 in- for 10 days. Let's say they round up. Well, it's no, less than a couple- million bucks. It's. I think it's less than $500,000. No, it's less than $250,000. $500 times 30 1985 money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a whole lot of money. back then. It's not a whole lot of money. They're not in wherever they are, because they're going out every day, and they do it about five times. I think Vegas showgirls make more than $500 a week. Oh, I think they did. In 1986. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why you go there. I don't think it's good pay. Especially if you had a beef slip with those really tiny underwears, and you do a little high kick, beef slides out. Put your leg back down. I don't think you get a bonus for that, Jack. No. Yeah. <laughs> Put some Vaseline down there so your underwear slides around real light. Everybody else is using glue to keep their stuff in part. You're oiling yourself so that your and, costume comes off. And everybody wonders, why do you have so much money? <laughs> You're not even doing the dance. You're just flailing around and the shit falls out. All the cash! Ka-ching! 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 <laughs> yeah, no. I don't we think thought the slot machines paid in Vegas. <laughs> oh, oh, that slot machine pays. <laughs> yeah, so so now we're at the training. They take them to the middle of the desert yeah. where it has a pipe, a, a corrugated tube that's like about three feet long. And rusty. And rusty. Sharp edges. Uh, there's the tires. Of course, you can't have a military training camp without, without, tires. without the tires that you have to step in. There's a puddle that's about... Uh, <laughs> Looks like it's two and a half by two and a half. Yeah, I, would, I, I think that's fair. They got to jump over. There's a six foot wall that they got to climb. And that's yeah. it. I don't even know if it's six foot because who, who knows the height of any of these women? They no. could all be five, three. And yeah. so it's a five, ten wall. And it's, it's got not like a high. step in the front of it too. It does. And, and a blanket. And a carpet. Yeah. And yeah. a carpet that makes it easier to nice. get over. So they don't get any splinters in their, yeah. in their crotchal region. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have... Uh, in theory, they have to punch through a piece of wood. Jen does. One person does. Yeah, you, yeah. Only, you only see Jen do it, but Jen has already demonstrated a certain amount of, like, uh, non-existent martial arts. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, 
So are they really te- learning how to do that? And then, you know, the first time you actually see them, you know, they, they, they have one scene where they teach them how to shoot their guns at the targets and that's it. That's it. Done. That's it. Done. Yeah. Training Done. over. Training over. Their first day on the shooting range. Done. We've, we've made our selections. Yep. Everybody into the pool. We'll be announcing selections here. Then there's also a swimsuit competition, apparently. I think that yeah. that was part of it. Yeah, because that's but they don't no, make a the decision. The big cans failed. She didn't make the team. Well, cans I mean, failed. you got it. The cans can fail depending on what the you rest of the like. You get a score for the, the yeah. swimsuit competition. You get a score for rifle shooting. Yeah, you get a she score. obviously failed the rifle, which brought her brought score on the bikinis down. down too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, they're- yeah, you should mention who you're talking about. Like, there was one who was obviously there for comedy relief because very her, heavy because she was top. very top heavy. Yes. and the the there's the training guys too. There's a like a colonel, uh-huh. and he doesn't do anything. And then there's a guy that trains him, and he looks at people's boobs through the binoculars, and I called them the knocker binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> Knockerlers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is it the guy that trains them, J- uh, Jim? Though no, no. he's just no. hanging. There's another guy that has a uh, like a straight hat thing, and he's the drill sergeant. So Jim calls the military and says, "We need to borrow your training facility and some trainers and a general corporal guy." So I think he's a colonel in the national. This is our plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, these guys look like they're national guard. Yeah. Because they don't... They're weekenders. Yeah, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only two of them. Right. There's yeah. a colonel, and then there's and a the drill shittiest sergeant. training course ever. And yeah. The, so it's probably not even a real training course. Probably what Jim did, because he's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, called up two friends he he knew in the reserves, except for I'm not convinced the general guy, or whatever he was supposed to be, really ever was in the military. He looks like a Benny Hill stand yes. yeah. that they put a cap on and gave him binoculars and he says hey this is going to be awesome we're going to be training showgirls to be commandos let's go through the paces find some abandoned shitty obstacle course in the desert and we'll do it there <laughs> and you know um that's what that's what they do and after you know i mean i i, I can only assume that uh jim was expecting them all to get killed on the first mission <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because <laughs> Jim has had experience with trunks full of dead strippers. Yeah. 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 He's, he's been there before. He knows what to do in that scenario. Yeah, that's that that's that was what his job was. They are truly expendable. You know, disposing <laughs> so of the dead strippers that uh Mark and Jack ran through. Yeah. All the time. <coughs> this is actually the sixth health squad. <laughs> so they have a pool party. Yeah. Did you notice that there was a like they the shots, and it happened a couple of times during that. I really felt like they shot this movie sequentially. Oh, you know, yeah. Because there's a way, like, things, the film stock looks similar in different sections of the movie. Mm-hmm. Things really fall apart in the production mm-hmm. towards the end of it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that sequence in the desert, I felt like that was where they're like, oh, we need, we've got the most happening here. We need another camera. They didn't have the budget for it. There's a couple of really orange shots that are blurry. That I just instantly identified with being 8mm color negative. You know, I'm with you because uh, to jump ahead, not uh, not get to this part, but to to just introduce the hot tub a little bit, just slightly. The Some of the shots of the hot tub, they were sitting in different positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had different hair on. Uh, different. Uh, sometimes Jan was wearing a towel, sometimes Jan yeah. was not. 
normally when you budget those shit, you just shoot it's in one spot. You're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Just shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Now you've got three scenes right there. I think you might be right. I think that they had to go back and pick those up with an eight millimeter. And they were using 8mm negative, and mm-hmm. it's blurry and orange because of it. Yeah. I think you might be right about that, which is a very good good observation, Sam. Uh, but they have the pool party, and yeah. the girls, we, we kind of get some personality to the girls, because they're ribbing each other and talking about boys and hairstyles, and ha 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 ha, look at my boobs. What oh. are you going to do with all this money, Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> Pay rent. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's how much it is. Yeah. Maybe it's the lucky ones who won't get selected at all because I'm exhausted after that commando training. Which uh, I, I, you know, for being trained to be commandos, none of them ever demonstrate any type of fortitude or stamina or anything. The rest or of the movie seem ever. to be stressed out physically, uh-huh. emotionally, or mentally. Like, right. boy, it's a good thing we're all cut out for commando training. Nor do they ever prove that they're. Commandos by demonstrating their skills. No. The the montage really never ends. And you know how you know, though, that they made it through? The higher their shorts got during Uh, commando training, uh the better commandos they were. Yeah. Yeah. Pull them apart, ladies. You're getting ready to jump this time. Well, out of 30 girls, only nine make it. Yeah. Into the selection. And really... Unfortunately, we don't have all of the nine's names, because they only name eight. Jan is... Jan doesn't get selected. She's already there. No, let's, let's they, t- they actually say Jan, of course, is selected. Oh, yep. At the at the beginning, Jan, Billy, Beth, Anne, Tina, Megan, Christy, and Karen. Eight. It's Megan. Me- Megan. Yeah, her name was Megan. Her name is Megan. I actually knew a girl named Megan. Hmm. Yeah. Was she a vegan? No. She was a real Megan. I'm not going to talk about her. <laughs> 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 Sausage eater. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, so we've got eight gals with names. One that does not have a name that makes the squad. She's the red shirt like in Star Trek. She's gonna get shot first. Yeah. None of them do. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Um thirty one minutes into the movie, they're told the plot of why they're there. Mm-hmm. Like what they're actually Getting trained for. At the car museum. At the car museum. And it looks like they're at the Peterson's Museum. It's not the Peterson Museum, but it's got to be another L.A. car. Yeah. Classic car My theory, because the scene is just so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. I mean, it's going to be dumb no matter where they have the setting. Uh But you have to wonder why... They the did it. Car museum. Yeah, car museum. And my theory is maybe that's where some of the money for this turd of a movie came from. It's like somebody who was running this. Sponsor. Like, you know, going like, yeah, I'll give you some money. Make sure you, uh. Shoot this. Shoot something in my museum to kind of like commercialize it. And then probably after they saw the movie, they felt ripped off because. Yeah, or they were, <laughs> take my name off your movie. You can keep the same. So is the car museum part of the movie, like I think that's a solid theory. But as far as the uh, the movie itself, the plot of the movie, does it take place anywhere? Is it say at the bottom of the hotel where they're staying? That was what they Is said it on at the, the phone. military training facility. He's because they were already at the hotel. They're like in. The, she seems like she's in a. They're in Vegas still. Uh huh. Yeah. And so he's like, "Look, go down to the car. Meet me at the car auction. We, we, we can't talk at the car auction. It doesn't start till ten. It's a car auction. That's what they were. It was supposed to be that is selling cars from the teens. That's selling a car museum. Yeah. 
Yep. A 1903 Ford yeah. Model T. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about this one. No. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, they're told the plot. Get wished good luck. They gotta go into Carajan. Mm-hmm. And their, their equipment will meet them there. They've yes. gotta, they've gotta just fly there, <laughs> yeah. like a normal air flight, and, uh, go to the hotel. They'll get a phone call and be told where their supplies are, and then, uh, instructions on what to do at that point. And he also told them at that point, that they should just pick up any guns they find while they're there. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. Because, you know, the, we can sell those or whatever. Like, just grab anything that looks like it's worth something while you're down there. And then the one gal's like, well, that's a hell of a lot to expect out of a bunch of showgirls. Yes. Indeed. Because the mission wasn't... Okay, anyway. We laid out. To yeah. invade the country mm-hmm. and kill all of the inhabitants and then rescue one white guy. One white guy, That yeah. wasn't enough? No, and then Jan says, well, wait, we were not going to... We didn't think we were going to become cat counselors. What's a cat counselor? Camp counselors. Oh. Okay. oh. But did you say cat counselors? Yeah. Like meow? Either way. Either way, I don't get it. <laughs> Fluffy, how are you feeling today? Yeah, they have that now. <laughs> oh they, they do have that. They do actually. have that. They had that in L.A. the whole time. Like, (laughs) kitty therapy. Yeah. That is such bullshit. (laughs) Feline shrinks. I think you can get your degree in it, actually. Yeah, pet psychology is a degree that you can get on the internet. I picked the wrong doctorate. I think you Oh, yeah. I I should have been a pet therapist. Especially because I bet the doctorate in pet therapy you can get on the internet only takes, like, two weeks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All that it's money. It's not too late. Two weeks. But then, Two weeks! But then you would be called into all of the court cases that you need a pet psychiatrist for, and you would be the expert witness. Mm-hmm. You would be always in court. You would never be working because you'd have you all these... You pay for that shit. Do we have for being an expert witness? Yeah! yeah. You gotta pay, like, your fee, which is a lot. You, then we're all in the wrong business. We should all just be expert witnesses. Oh, fuck yeah. Just an expert of anything. I am an expert of... Something? Well, the, we need an expert. Please mm. tell us about where you were, Mr. Ed. I'm a hell squad counselor. Yeah, hell, hell squad, squad counselor. counselor. <laughs> well, there needs to be a court case. There needs to be an inquisition by the UN after this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's testifying. Yeah. I think because the Geneva what happens, Convention it's has not been right. several no. times by everybody in this movie. I do want to point out, just maybe before we move on to the next scene, though, that mm-hmm. uh, Jen is obviously pretty annoyed at uh, Jim at this point. Right. Mm. You know, I think there was like, I think I've said this, said this a couple times while we're watching the movie where I mentioned how every time I watch this movie, I hope this is the moment where Jen beats the shit out of Jim Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it never happens, you know, but, uh, that's where it probably looks like it gets closest. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he says like, yeah, you only got four days before the plane just strands you in this country. You uh-huh. know? Pick up whatever weapons you can find. Try to rescue the one white guy in this country. Kill everybody. Kill everybody. Mm. Uh, get your own weapons. Um, also, you will have no instructions. Uh, we don't even know if we're going to call you. or yeah. just, just wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. yeah. Wait for the phone to ring. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, Jim should have got decked a couple times. Yeah. Uh, well, they fly SAS Airlines. Just catch that. I didn't catch that. I don't know if that was intentional. I just Sass. it was a stock shot. Yeah, it was a stock <laughs> shot, but uh, chose SAS. Hmm. Um, they get to a sweet hotel room that yeah. is nicer than they've ever imagined, even though they live in fucking Vegas as showgirls, yeah. yeah. and it looks just like. 
a Vegas hotel room. And there's not enough beds for all of them, so how great of a hotel room can it be? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how nice-looking the chairs are. <laughs> if you only have five beds for, like, uh, what, nine, nine people. Nine girls. Uh-huh. So, um, and a bunch of equipment, military equipment, eventually. Um, Did you notice the chairs? There's three sort of nice armchairs set up. I think there was a small table, but they're all just facing a mirror. And uh-huh. they're all, like, four feet away a from A vanity. Why would you sit there and look at yourself? <laughs> you might That's be putting on really makeup for the mission, Showgirls, Sam! Sam? It's the front! That's for the bathroom. <laughs> this is... You can't hang out in the living room like, let's have a conversation where we all stare at ourselves. They're showgirls! That's all they do is look at themselves! All right, well, it's it's the like, room for them. Don't forget that this was 1986 and we hadn't invented the selfie yet. Mm. There's only one way you can stare at yourself. yourself. It's in a mirror. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yeah. So, um, they're looking around the room, yep. checking shit out. They're all happy with it. But there's a problem, and it's not just the beds. Yep. There's only one bathtub. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, but it's a big bathtub. Sure is. There's a water shortage, there's though. A water yeah. shortage. They're yep. very ecologically minded. Yeah. Very careful about the water shortage in Carjon. Lots of oil in this country, but not enough water. Uh-huh. No. Yep. So, you know. Well, like any ecological person would do, they take their baths together. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all of the time. And lots of bubbles. Well, you gotta go, I mean, because there's a fairness level there. Either you're rotating, which is, and then somebody gets with the icky part of the tub. Like, if you all just use the same water different times, then whoever goes last is just bathing in a bunch of other people's filth. Yes. Yep. So you should all have to be in, in everyone's in filth at filth. once. Uh-huh. And yeah. that way, everybody in the group has the crabs by the end of this mm-hmm. stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're from Vegas. They've all already got the crabs. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. They're, they're now sharing ickier things than yeah. the crabs. They have, there is a level of must that precedes them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that coming in? Oh, run! It's Hell Squad! <laughs> it's not the dust cloud that they leave <laughs> yeah. behind them, it's the stench cloud in front <laughs> yeah. of them. <laughs> That's awful. A delicate blend of nine different crotches. <laughs> They're just trying to come in downwind. They're like, oh shit. Oda de Hell Squad. <laughs> the latest perfume from Elizabeth Taylor. So they get a phone call. Yep. It's uh it's now action time. Yeah. They've got, they've been instructed to invade a place. Yeah. A place. yeah. Which I don't even the, this part. Like, I couldn't figure out until after we're, like, on the third leg of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they get phone calls and they have to invade places? That, that was going to happen more than once. And then the second time, I was like, okay, wait a second. And then by the fourth time, I was like, what the fuck is going well, on you here? You totally expect them to, to, like, their mission is to, when you get over there, you will have a phone call with further instructions on where to find yeah. Jack and how to rescue him. You meet, we'll, we'll send you all the materials that you need at this location. You go and pick them up and then you invade and rescue Jack and then you come home. Yeah. No, mm. that is not their mission. Mm-mm. Their mission is to go into a place that's got guys playing poker and blow them the fuck, fuck away. away. Yeah. yeah. Crotch kicks, Crotch. stabs. Yeah. Kill them all. Chokins. Yep. Neck snappings. Yeah. That it's was a- freaking awesome. Terrible. Come back afterwards and take a bath. And have a bath. Go and back I'm, to the room. Like, is that a warm-up round? And as many times... Okay, as and telling you that this takes place in an innumerable amount of times, <laughs> nobody can imagine how repeti- repetitive it feels like. You know, just like, imagine going like, oh, well, that's got to happen two or three times, I guess. Well, yeah. you know, like, add on a few more. 
They don't even question it. Because at no point do they come back to the hotel and they're like, oh man, bad intel because Jack wasn't there. That Mm -hmm. sucks. We totally looked everywhere for him and he wasn't there. He's got to be someplace else. We'll just have to find where that next place is. Nope, they're just like, okay, everybody in the tub. Good job today. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even look for Jack. They just shoot everybody. And they're like, "Well, I guess he's not here." And then cut <laughs> to them driving dead. away. Yeah, never, a- never ask any questions. No, like everybody's dead. That's one of those. I mean, it's the first day, <laughs> so you go back and they're all in the tub, and one person's like, "Do you think we should have kept one of them alive?" <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Let us never forget <laughs> these girls. Previous profession, yeah, showgirls. Yeah, <laughs> they are not. Uh, they're not prepared for this. They only spend nine days training on command. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, interrogation Jim, wasn't. They didn't have time no. for interrogation training. Jim is a dickhead. <laughs> Jim is a dickhead. I mean, I put all of the blame on this sloppy run uh, operation, <laughs> not on the showgirls themselves, no, but on Jim. Absolutely. Yep. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta at least mention their matching outfits. Oh yeah. yeah, and that they're wearing berets with a patch that is the Black Cat Fireworks logo. Uh-huh. Yep. yep, not Short, modified. High, just put right on there. Hot pants. Which why aren't they called the Black Cat Squad then? You know, yeah. they may have been originally called that, and Black Cat said, "You can keep uh-uh. the footage. We're not associated with this film yeah. whatsoever." Yeah, just like the museum people did. It should have been like a burning like. Demon with a pitchfork mm-hmm. for the whole squad. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that's how they escape is they just toss a roll of black cats and everybody's like, oh, it's loud! And they run out the door. <laughs> They're like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm over here. Um, well, they, they, uh, they pull up to the hotel in their commando jeeps that mm-hmm. have machine guns on top of them. That's right. Dressed in their battle gear with their, uh, battle rifles. Mm-hmm. And they just, uh, they're like, well, we can't go into the hotel to get to the room. So we'll just take the servant's entrance. Mm. No one will ever know that we aren't showgirls by night and commandos uh, by day. It's somebody else in the motel, not us. These are not our Jeeps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are not the Jeeps you are looking for. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, it's back to to the tub. Back to the tub. Back to the tub. And uh, we should point out that every time they're in the tub, that's when the phone rings. Mm -hmm. And somebody all... Well... Jan. Jan, who, that's who they paid the most money, probably. Nobody else knows how the phone works. You know, no. um, Jen is the one who always stands up and answers it, and usually she always forgets how a towel works, uh-huh. because, I, I mean... We have already seen her yeah. boobs. The we- first time, she gets out and walks all the way across the room, and when she gets to the phone, she puts a towel. Like, at that point, you just dripped water fucking everywhere. Yeah. What's the point of the yeah, towel? All of these girls have already seen Plus, you naked. You're not hiding anything. Yeah. The second time she's about to, or actually when it, when the comedy comes to fruition, she's already got the towel wrapped around her waist and she's going to get in the tub wearing it. It was like, okay, what is, do you know how towels work? <laughs> I mean, if she was going to be modest, then she would have it, you know, with a towel, then she was going to have it, yeah. have it, one towel wrapped around starting up here mm-hmm, at the, you mm-hmm. know, 
At the she would have had a boob level. towel. At the movie level. Right. Well, I think maybe that was the budget towel. Yeah. Like, yeah. We she paid had like a hand the, towel. We paid for upstairs, but we didn't pay for downstairs. Nor will the movie show in any theater in 1986 if it's got a bunch of yeah. crotch running around in it. Right. Yeah. Well, the phone rings. She gets new instructions. That's mm. the the person on the other end is sometimes understandable, but it's mostly like the teacher in Peanuts. <laughs> you can't understand shit. But they get instructions to uh, go to a camp, a new place to shoot yeah. up. It's yep. got tanks and tents. A new place to shoot up and not look for the diplomats. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Which they do. They shoot it up. And not look for the diplomats. And not look for the diplomats' son. Um, they have to take out a tank. They have to they get They use the, the tank. tank. They just it's a, it's a vehicle of opportunity. But they have to look out! Watch out! You're gonna crash! And it's a portageon that they're gonna crash yeah. into. It is kind of disappointing that they don't actually flatten the portageon. Why wouldn't they? No, yeah, because it costs too much money. A portageon? Dude, it costs too much money. Nothing gets really blown up in this movie. Yeah. They don't destroy anything. They fire some shells out of the tank, though. Kind of. I was really curious because that was so weird. It looked like it was almost matted in. It was so weird looking. Yeah, that could be. Well, he's not there. No. So what do you do? You tub. Back to the tub. Back to the tub. This gets so repetitive that at some point the people who make the movie decided, you know, um, we don't really need to show them shooting up another uh-huh. you know, location. We'll just show them driving off, next scene, cut to the tub. Yeah. Yeah, That's drive off, I drive was, around. Now that we've watched it, I really feel like they did shoot people. It was just they didn't have time to show it. Because when you're mm-hmm. watching it, you're like, they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. They're just headed back. No. There's really no reason to show anything. It's right. the same story. They have, all you need to know is that they have done a mission. Yeah. And yeah. finally, during this, you know, flood of shooting people and baths and the phone joke within the tub, Jan answers it and was like, we've been killing all these people and none of them seem to be terrorists. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> like line in the movie. they've realized something. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually the best line in the movie. And I actually give this movie credit for protecting our entire foreign policy. Too soon. Well, they get invaded after being running all these missions and again, slowly mm. getting dejected. They're not even wasting time with the hot tub anymore. They get invaded by terrorists yeah. while they're sleeping. No, are these guys terrorists, or are these actually, like, maybe police who are going, like, who's shooting up Ooh, our entire country? That's yeah, because it was. Question. The guy that the Sheik is, he's the whatever of the country. Yeah. He's the king, he's in charge. He's the guy. Yeah, that could be. He's the military police. But he looks like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Straight out of Charlie's in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. An Oompa Loompa straight out of Charlie's and the Chocolates Factory. Yeah, that's good work. Hmm. Good language. I have not seen that. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with what you're speaking of. It's played by Marvin Millen, Mar- Marvin Miller, I guess, and he's given the and as credit. Ah. Uh, yes. You know, Marvin Miller as, as the, the sheik. As the sheik. Um, as far as I can figure out, the only thing he's done before is he was the voice of Robbie the Robot in uh, The Forbidden Planet, I think. Ooh, I, think. I like The Forbidden Planet. So I, I think that's what he... What I read, I, I can't quite remember. Yeah, that's so. a terrible movie. Uh, he is an Oompa Loompa with the voice of a frog. And uh, they chain them up to a wall, all of them, sort of. Yeah. Mostly just them just hanging onto the chains. Which is kind of a theme that runs throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever gets chained. Everybody's... Maybe that's deep. Maybe the movie's trying to tell you that... 
you're all the chain. You're only chained to the wall in your own mind. Right. You just oh. need to. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to know what's up. He, he, he figures that they're the ones that are shooting up his country because it's obvious. Obvious. A bunch of white women. Yeah. The nine white women, particularly. Yeah. Arrived at the same time these ones did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blowing the whole country up. So he. He wants information, and uh, so in order to get the information, he brings in a tiger. Tiger. Then to threaten them maniacally that the, 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 he's going to unleash this tiger upon them and have it eat them if yes. they don't spill the beans. Only eats on Tuesdays. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But none of the girls know what day it is. <laughs> no. Because once again, they have an argument. They're showgirls. They don't like. <laughs> it's Sunday, and then the response is no, it's Wednesday. So that's not that they don't know what day it is. They're Fucking clueless. I what day it is. They even have a concept of what days are. are yeah. Well, you know, as rep- repetitive as those earlier scenes were, I would lose track of the day too. Yeah. You know, um, driving out somewhere, killing a bunch of innocent. What day is uh, it? February. You know, yeah. I just, you know, it's like when you're on vacation and you're not going to work. You know, you spend like two weeks on vacation and you begin to lose track of whether it's Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> that's, that's what this whole thing is to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's my life every day, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing he brings in the tiger because yeah. uh, the whole movie happens because of this damn tiger. In yeah. my opinion, the tiger's on Hill Squad's side. Yes, it is. He yeah. steps on the tiger's tail by. Tapping his does. foot, the yeah. sheik. He's just getting an ad and he's stomping. He's stomping and the tiger's waving his tail back and forth and he misses like four times, but on the fifth time, gets that tiger tail and the tiger eats the sheik. That's when I realized that Hartford slash Hertz was now behind the wheel of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Because it started to enter into this cartoon element that we will get to later. Yes, indeed. It yeah. enters into a cartoon element, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Well, don't forget who penned the original script as well as a major cartoon I guy. I know, but he yeah. had obviously been... He sort of knew his audience with the front end True. of this thing. True. Well, they get info. Because of the Sheik is getting mauled, he spills the beans on where Jack yeah, might so, be. So, obviously, apparently the terrorists are kind of working underneath with tacit approval of the state. Yes. Apparently. Mm. Yeah, maybe they are terrorists. So... The Sheik's dead, yeah. I guess. And they're out in the middle of the desert. They have to get back somehow. So mm-hmm. they're walking along, and it's hot, and they got six hours to live. And there's a guy on a camel, and he shows up, and he gives them some water, and they think it's pee-pee, but it's not. And so they're good, but then some other guy... guy in a truck shows up. ...shows up in a flatbed driving through the desert. He speaks English. Sort he, of. He does. Well, Sometimes. he doesn't. Then they say a bunch of shit, and he's like... Oh my god, you're a beautiful woman. I'll make this, I'll make a lot of money on you. Yes. Then they pile in the truck, and then they go back into the hotel, or the hotel, and they get it. So he doesn't. He, he does just not. Drink. He's like, you know what? Well, On you second know, thought, they're... I'll bring you to the hotel. Well, the commandos, once they got into the flat, they were able to, you know, yeah, work their magic. Their... He, they, they knew what was up, and they just said, we're commandos. And he's like, oh shit, no money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he drops them off at the hotel, and they right. have a nice bath. I will take you back to where you go. Can I come inside by chance? Uh, again, the phone rings, mm-hmm. and there, Jan is pissed, and she says, listen, we think we know where he's at. And the guy says one word, swim. So mm. we know what's coming. They've got to they gotta get in the tub. It's an amphibious the, mission, yeah. finally. Sort of. 
Oh, it is. They drive. So their plan now is to just drive around until they find, find some fucking water, water to swim in, and then wherever there's water that they can swim in is where Jack is going to be. And yeah. apparently, they drive all the way to Europe. <laughs> Because <laughs> the do. castle is fucking European. Yeah, it's a uh, European It's castle. a Scottish castle. It's a... Oh, boy. It's Camelot. It's, it's a postcard that somebody's grandma sent them. It is oh, a postcard, postcard. shot. It is, it, it's not a painting. It is, it is a, a picture of a Scottish castle that is just in frame. Terrible. That's on the edge of a lake. That's on the edge of a lake. Yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. Because in order to get to said castle, they put on their amphibious gear, their flippers. Which is their swim gear. Just their regular old swimsuit. It was the same shit they were wearing at the swimsuit competition. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they, with flippers and harpoons and snorkels, and then they swim 38 feet across the edge of the pond, and then, <laughs> then they, they get out. they driven around. And this is a point, like, this is where the production is really starting to fall apart. This is where things are going awry. The cameraman doesn't just tilt it down a little bit to where you can't see uh-huh. the edge of the lake to, behind to, them. To not know how big the lake actually yeah, is. They're, they did not need to swim you can anywhere. see the entire pond. Let's you stop calling it a lake. It it's is a not pond. a lake. It's a pond. And it's, you can see the other edge of it, and it's 38 feet away from where the camera's sitting, uh-huh. and they just swim across it. Terrible. So, Poorly. if it was just me, I, I, I can't really remember this. But wasn't their hair done in the next scene when they went in to save Jack? Like, everybody yeah. had their hair oh, done. Yeah, and they were complaining about their hair. And their hair was, like, dry. Like, the tunnel is dry yeah. and nasty okay. that they're that they're going into the castle and it's ruining their hair. What about the fucking lake? Yeah. <laughs> Pawn. Yeah, okay, that I thought so, but I just, yeah. uh, I no, checked. Well, there's not a whole lot of guys in this castle. Well, they've they, already killed half of them. Have they? I think that's the thing. They, they just, go through a tunnel... Yeah, sneak through a tunnel, and then they shoot two guys in the back with a harpoon, and then it, and that's the room that Jake's in. Yeah. When well, did they kill all these guys? Uh, it's you know they've been just going through the entire uh, movie, just killing everybody in this nation. By the time they get to the climax, these are the last th- two guys. There's not that very many left. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the end of it. They've... <laughs> Either that, or it's a national holiday. Everybody else is at the fair across the lake. Mm. <laughs> I like that they, everybody's already dead. There's a, there's a renaissance fair across. <laughs> well, they get Jake. They bust in and grab mm. him out of there. The guy that's uh, at the beginning of the movie that's chained up at the wall, he's still there. Yeah. But he's not uh, doing so hot. Yeah. I would have liked it if they hadn't even checked on him. Just grabbed mm. Jake and left. And the guy's <laughs> like, but... Oh, they check, they check, they check on him at first because they actually say this. They go, "Well, I hope the diplomat's son isn't this one. He's dead." Oh, they so, don't know what Jake looks like. That's a good point. Yeah, why couldn't yeah. uh, they don't picture? They have, don't couldn't they have gotten photographs? Going to like check yeah. the photo. Go. Oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. Yeah, yeah. I guess that more true. evidence to Jim being a dickhead. Yeah, mm-hmm, Jim, mm-hmm. Uh, like bad intel. Just a dickhead to everybody, to showgirls, <laughs> even himself. to his friend Mark, to uh, you know, to Jack. Hey, hey, yeah. Well, it's time to go to back to the lake. So they head back to the pond. <laughs> they they swim across it again. Well, they do something before that. Oh, that's right. They gotta. I thought that they were gonna burn their tracks. Uh huh. But apparently, they, they had 38,000 cans of gasoline. They only show one. <laughs> it's a five-gallon can of gas. 
that they swam across the lake with the I think first that time? They got that there. They had they didn't bring it with commandeered them. Commandeered from the cat that's what they do. They commandeer everything. Well, this yeah. is not really a castle as as much as it's like the uh gas depot or something. It like might that. as well be the gas depot because all they do is string a ten feet stream of gasoline on the ground and then light it with a match and the entire fucking castle explodes. Yes. Worse than the castle in Beowulf explodes. It's ridiculous. It's the biggest fireball ever. And mind you, it is not actually a castle exploding. It is a jump cut to an explosion. From a postcard. From a postcard. Followed by some footage of of what was the movie, Mark? House of Usher. Uh, Yeah, the fall of the House of Usher. The Roger Corman. uh, Yes. One of Roger Corman's Edgar Allan Poe movies. Where the the house burns down, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So you Spoiler think alert for, that. for the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. I'm sorry that I ruined that. Even one though you. the title might be a spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> well, there's still one guy alive outside. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. and even though the fireball is bigger than the entire uh, frame of the shot, I don't yeah. know how he survived. And I don't know what happens here because they're like on the radio. Is he talking on the radio? Is somebody talking? He doesn't seem like he answers. No. There's just like he's listening to a radio. He's giving his death rattle with not the button <sighs> pressed. He's listening to somebody giving. <sighs> but it turns out that <sighs> means they're headed towards the airport. Yeah. yeah so send it's... one, send three guys in a Cherokee chief after him. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's very reminiscent of uh, that scene in Delta Force, which is the other third part of my in action action trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, where, uh, the guy, you know, like when the Delta Force finally busts in and starts rescuing hostages and killing everything they see. Mm-hmm. And then one guy's on the radio going, they're killing us. They're killing all of us. You know? <laughs> so I, I kind of, you know, I wonder which, I wonder, uh, at what time, like, uh, Delta Force was made when they made this and how much of it they kind of. 87. 87? No, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think Hell Squad's so, 85. No, oh, no, Hell Squad's no. 86 and Mega Force is 85. No, the Hell, uh, Delta Force and Mega Force are 81, and Delta Force came out six months before Mega Force. Uh, and that's the blame of, of Mega Force not doing well because Delta Force was released first. Gotcha. Not that they were everything well, else. Well, I think Hell Squad was 85. Um, Hell Squad is 86. 86. So, so this is well after. Yeah. So it's well after all that. So yeah, so they totally, I felt, I felt like that was definitely some type of weird ripoff off of that scene in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Delta Force, you know, kind of like, uh, well, the girls have to uh, run and jump on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's very not going very small fast. Plane. They don't drive and jump on the plane. They run, they run at top speed, which is what, 10? Yeah. The plane is matching their speed. Yeah. And, uh, the plane's going eight. Actually, the plane would have to be going slower than that. Yeah. Why is the Jeep Cherokee not doing 15? I don't catching know. Catching them. It's hard to shoot out of them when they're going fast, yeah. I guess. Ooh, 15. Well, this is a, you know, this is a weird other world where cars drive slower than people walk. You knew that already from the chase scene at the it's beginning. That's true. Of the yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the gas quality is bad. And <laughs> here's where things really just go off. Well, they the rails. almost don't get Jack into the plane or Jake. No, the whole mission. Jack. Yeah, yeah. The whole mission. So they, he, he's he the last gets one left to, behind. He's the last one to get into the plane. They like pull him in as an afterthought. Barely, mm-hmm. and that's the sort of thing that's happening with the production of the movie too. Because in that previous shot, you can see the shadow of the cameraman. Yeah. Very, very, very distinct. Like he's in frame, pretty good for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. It's 
it's very awesome, you know? Yeah. It's a... It's a a preceding things to come. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I'm laughing so hard at this point that I'm like, I I can't even hear what the actors are saying. Yeah, we're starting to lose track of shit at this point. (laughs) But later, back at the diplomat's office, they're having a powwow and and a... Hey, good job! You returned mm-hmm. my son. Meeting with yes, all of the showgirls. The denouement of this film. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You can call it that. <laughs> I like to call this scene the duel of the boom mics. Because <laughs> 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 there's fucking boom mics everywhere. Everywhere. The whole boom Every gets in there at once. Shot. Like the whole microphone and part of the boom ends up in one of the shots. <laughs> Boy, who's the star of this sh- movie? <laughs> Sennheiser? I made, it, I made it in the film, guys. That's me holding that mic. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So it's... Jan has some problems with the plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Jen is my hero in this whole entire movie. She's the only one to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell was this shit all about? <laughs> Jim... Yeah, what were we actually doing over there? Because it seems like we weren't rescuing a guy at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out that they weren't rescuing a guy at all. They did. That was a byproduct of their actual mission. Set up by one... Anne? Yeah. Anne? Or... Or... Andy. Andy? Who gets a mask pulled off. This, <laughs> this is the receptionist of Mark the Diplomat. Who yeah. also went on the mission. The Scooby-Doo ending. Yes, I, the when Scooby-Doo she starts ending. rattling off her facts that I didn't pay attention to, I was like, God, this seems like at the ending of a Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. episode. And then all of a sudden I was like, she's pulling the face off of Anne. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a Scooby-Doo ending. It is a it, Scooby-Doo ending. It, it's Absolutely. It's very mind-boggling. <laughs> it is. It's and then a- when she tells you how she knew that Anne, or, and she, they do this joke like about... 20,000 fucking times. Andy. Yeah. They go Anne or Andy. And Anne Andre. Or Andre. Anne or Antoine. You know? And, you know, you just want to punch the TV screen by the, time <laughs> the fifth time they make it. But um, when she says how she realized who was the traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was sending them on these uh, other missions that had nothing to do with rescuing Jake. Yeah. Killing all of the people in this country. Which apparently, and I never realized this about terrorists, but apparently there's rivalry between terrorist gangs and um, Anne or Andy. represents <laughs> a different terrorist in, and saw this as like an opportunity to maybe like you know cut down on some of the competition so you know you know I don't think Anne or Andy or Fred yeah I don't think he was actually Fred I think he was a young Dick Cheney oh yes I think that's Mm. where Dick Cheney his Dick Cheney's previous job was the traitor of Hell Squad and more than you know again the wheels just coming off this thing they even fuck up the Scooby Doo ending because if the Scooby-Doo ending, it's always the person that, you know, is somebody involved. They go, who are you? I'm Fred. <laughs> oh? Oh. Yeah. And then he's gone. Like, did he have anything to do with anything? Well, how did they know that there was a spy? Ah, uh, yes. How did they know there was a spy? Because he left the toilet seat And the music even hits that, like, that... Dun dun dun! <laughs> yeah, the sting. Um, you know, it's it's almost hard to catch that the first time you watch this movie because at this point everything is being lost in the noise of you shouting at the screen. <laughs> so uh, you know, um, he says something about 
No one lives forever. Well, yeah, like the diplomat, because weirdly enough, <laughs> to make the whole thing like really weird, um, you know, as they set up the this this scene, you know, like in the scene of the dueling boom mics when he's talking on the uh, phone with like his secretary, and his secretary even says, "Remember, we have that day later tonight." You know, like oh you know? yeah, and so you know, basically he says. How could you? I thought we were... Um, boning. Boning. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, Fred is an interesting character. Because no. he's in the hot tub with the girls the whole time. No, no, he's... No, he's, he's not he's, part of the mission. He's no. not... He's not Anne. There's two Anne's? Yeah. There's two yeah. Anne's. I think uh, there, might be two Jan, there might be two Jan's as well. I don't mm, know. Are you sure? Yes. No, I'm yeah, sure. I'm absolutely. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Anne's, <laughs> Anne's not... Uh, because she's the one on the phone. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know? I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is giving mission. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Okay. She's sending Here them. Here you go. She's sending them to kill unrelated Arabs to this whole thing. You know? Well, there you go. There's your movie. Credits. Yeah. You know as much as we do now. Questions. I have four, so I'll go last. Okay. I think two of them will be covered. Why don't you start, actually? Well, I think two of these will be covered. Okay. Jackie, what do you got? So during the gun, during the commando training, right, mm -hmm. the the guys, they're the sergeant or whatever, is talking to him, and he's got this unloaded gun. He's like, you don't ever point an unloaded gun at anyone because it could kill him. And I'm like, how the fuck does an unloaded gun kill somebody? I don't remember him saying that. He stops the girl because she's shooting straight up in the yeah. air. No, this is before they get to that point. Yeah. Huh. No, I've actually no, heard that, that. He does say that. He does say that. So say that's my question. Says, how is it a joke? No, an unloaded gun They say that in Hunter's Safety. Because if well, you, you think should. it's unloaded, sometimes it's not. It's poor phrasing. Yeah, yeah. because but that's the exact words they use in Hunter, Hunter Safety. Should that be in a movie, though? I don't know. That's kind of why think I that think that's, I've heard a, that a lot. But why it might be a, a lot of people satirical. have been killed by an unloaded gun. Fine, great. Yeah. Should it be in a movie? Well, I think at this point, even or at this point, and this is early in the movie, but at this point, the question should it be in a movie was thrown out of the window with <laughs> a baby, you know, baby yeah. in the bathwater a long time ago. So, Carl, you got any questions? Um, I well, one of the questions I was kind of curious uh, were: Did any of you ever feel like the tiger was? Frightening at all? No, no, absolutely not. I kind of felt like they gave it some peanut butter to make it do that weird tongue thing. Yeah, like dude, sweet peanut butter, mm, and that's kind of the look he had on his face. Like, uh -huh. doesn't he look like he's just waiting for his mouse toy? It looks yeah. like the most docile tiger ever. He yeah. is obviously a domesticated animal. Mm. Yeah, obviously, but not not intimidating at all. But don't yeah. step on his tail. Do not. Because he will paw at you gently. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that domesticated tiger did not actually have any claws. No. Yeah. yeah. Too bad. Um, Sam, <laughs> what was Fred's endgame? That's my question. That's what. Yeah. What's in it for Fred? What is in it for Fred? I thought well, we covered this. Then he's Dick Cheney. That's my best theory. Well, my, my theory is that there's just this huge rivalry between these all oh, these terrorist right, yeah. factions. Ah. He saw this as an opportunity to like you know he. He wasn't on part of the whole stupid neutron bomb because he knew they would never get shit out of it. They're not going to get shit. So he was going to like, you know, oh, I'm just going to feed them bad intel and so they can wipe out this terrorist that faction that, you know, is getting state support. And then maybe I can get, my terrorist faction can get state support. Maybe. Yep. That's yeah. what I think it was. Maybe yeah. indeed. My question is, um, is the city at the beginning 
We're outside the diplomat's office with the trash people. Look, mm-hmm. look what this war has done to these people. Yeah. Are they nuked? No, no, no. Because the whole idea is, is he's trying to argue that, 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 that the play, that a city getting nuked would be more humanitarian because it wouldn't oh, yeah. be left in debris. I forgot. These guys that. just got a conventional yeah. bombing that is much more horrific than a nuclear bomb. Interesting. Like, That's right. Yeah, that was a bad scene. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that Star Trek? It was the original series where they go to a, a, a series of planets that are at war with each other, and they they fight war by playing a game that doesn't actually have any war going on. No, nobody shoots anybody. There's no explosions. The, the cities and the towns and the worlds don't get exploded. But whoever wins the game, there's like a score... And the score says how many people died in the war. And then yeah. they get the people, and then they take them to, like, a zapper machine that have died in this game, and then everybody dies. So so the war is actually fought, but people. none of the infrastructure is destroyed. Yeah. Mm. So it's like chess. It's like chess, but, but with death. Like kill the people. Which, at that point, why not just everybody honors the result of the game, and nobody dies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yes, I did see that episode. I, I, do, I do remember that. I don't remember it very well, but it sounds really familiar. Yeah. So. Kirk punches a bunch of guys. That's, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Sam? Okay, so this question I have an answer to. Did they realize that they weren't making that much money? The answer is yes. And here's okay. why. When they did their dance routine and people were just fucking throwing change up there, those bitches are grabbing the change. They did grab that <laughs> They were after it. Yeah. They were like, we have got to squeeze every penny out of this trip that we can. <laughs> we're really not making very much money. We are making half what we make at home. This was a bad idea. Well, you know, it could be like in England where the dollar is a coin. Well, I think that's implied, so, yeah. You know, I don't I think, think that they were pennies. I was thinking quarters at first, and I was like, wow, yeah. a bunch of cheap ass. Yeah, we have no idea what the uh, currency conversion is from the U.S. dollar to the Karjan drachmar. It could be coin. $5. Yeah. Could be. Who knows, but they knew they needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did the tiger make it out of the castle? Mm. Well, the castle, the tiger's not in the castle that gets exploded. Yeah, he's no, in the torture dungeon. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They have so the walk in the is... desert. But what okay. does happen to the tiger? Because everybody, he just everybody's yeah, what dead. What happens to the tiger? He has no source of food other than the corpses. But yeah. those are going to run out. Nobody's going to feed him. Nobody's going to give does him he any make water. Make it to leave the door open. And if they do, a tiger can't survive in the desert. No, I don't think so. What is that tiger even doing in this desert? Or right in between when they're on the the freeway of that desert because there's so much fucking traffic. Mm-hmm. After the camels go by and they're getting into the truck, does the tiger just jump out and kill those camels? I would like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Do you think the guy playing Mark Stewart was the worst actor you've ever seen in a movie? <sighs> That's the diplomat, right? Yeah. yeah. He was quite bad. He was quite bad. Oh, quite his bad. hair was... So- his weird comb-over, which wasn't a comb-over, just was like a little tiny patch of hair in the middle that he combed over. Yeah. But then he was bald in the front and the back, and then he had hair on the sides. That was so weird looking. Yeah. It was one, really distracting. One scene, he has a mustache, and then suddenly he loses the mustache. I didn't notice him lose the yeah. mustache. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, it's it's just too hard to beat Wizz out. He was so bad in the beginning where he was pausing in the middle of a line. He was real bad. But <laughs> yeah. nobody's worse than Tommy Wizz Yeah, that's true. Then who? Then Tommy Wizz yeah. uh This isn't a question, but an observation. I can say, without a doubt, 
that this has the worst on-screen neck break in the history Indeed. of me watching movies. Awarded. I have never seen anything so half-assed as the just push him in the cheek, break his neck. <laughs> it was pre- it was pretty bad. It looked like that uh, episode in Key- of Key and Peele with all the neck breaking. Yes. Uh, we got to wrap this up, guys. Uh, recommendations? Absolutely. 100% from me. Oh, Absolutely. You have to. This is a have-to watch. I think it, it is required so viewing. Required viewing. Yeah. Yep, indeed. It is on YouTube right now. We got well, to see it. You didn't ask Carl what he thought. Carl, Carl brought the movie. Yeah, of course Well, he maybe was. he thought it was craptastic, and he was like, he suffer, you ingrates. He, he has <laughs> thought it's craptastic ten times. Yeah, well, he said he was drinking. <laughs> maybe this is the first time he's watched it sober, and he was like, that's what you fuckers get for you biting me on your podcast. Health Squad's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening. He's like, I hate you three. I I do uh, I do want to ask one question. Sure. Though, like my question is, so if you needed them, who would you really want to rescue you? Delta Force, the Mega Force, or Hell Squad? I was going to ask that question, but I was I tabled it because we haven't done Mega Force yeah, on the or show. Delta, or, I think that we'll I, just have you on for all three of your legs. Yeah, we should that do that. Be, we should do that. That will be the final question. The running thought in future episodes. Yeah. Who is the ultimate force? Yes. The ultimate force. Of getting nothing done. That's your show. <laughs> uh, Carl, we like to uh, have everybody that guests... Our, our tagline to end the show is get to the chopper. We want to have you give us your best get to the chopper. Uh, okay. All right. Get to the chopper! Good. Good. Quite good. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Carl. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.